Evening, lads. How are well, you doing? How are things? Hello, Kieran, Luke. Kieran, you look uh, energized today. Is it the great day of God that has you uh, kind of uh, pumped up a little bit? Yeah, it was a serious day, crazy day. Like it's it's 2020. All right, so mad things are happening. Um, but with Ka- with Tipperary winning first, I was I was saying that it was the first time in 13 years since Sligo won in 07 um, that a sort of an unfancied county had won a provincial title. And next thing, Cavan go up and do the same thing in Ulster a couple of hours later. So after waiting 13 years for it, it happens twice in the one day. And then on top of that, it's it's the weekend, the, the, the commemoration, 100-year anniversary of Bloody Sunday. Uh, you know, Tipperary was obviously a huge, a central county in, in that whole, how that had played out. And, and on top of all that, you have the exact same four provincial winners as you had in 1920, the what year that that happens. Like? What are the chances? And, and that it happens on the weekend that this is all commemorated. Like it's, this is the weekend a hundred years ago that this actually happened. Like usually in a GEA season, <coughs> you're not going to have any matches on this time of year and it's only because of the pandemic that the championship is this late. It's mental. It's really crazy how yeah. the day panned out. So That um, is just such an amazing confluence of events, isn't it? Just like it really you couldn't, you couldn't really make works. that happen if you tried. It's just unbelievable. No, it is unbelievable what happened today. Yeah, so... I am. Thank you, Luke. I am yeah, energized. You just yeah, seem like you're a little bit buzzed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> For anyone uh, listening to this on a Wednesday when it goes out, it is now Sunday night and Kieran is stone mad to get this over as quickly as possible because he wants to go and watch the Sunday game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what's happened here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hurry, uh, hurry up there, Luke. I didn't so even write an intro. I didn't, it, yeah. didn't we, even we, write an intro for today's show because uh, we, I was yeah. too busy watching the matches. We'll, we'll, we'll get on with it. We'll keep it short and sweet. Um... I suppose there's no point in beating around the bush. It's it's no secret, obviously, that we have um, had a bit of conflict lately with another Sligo podcast, the Kendi and Raybo podcast. Um, and, you know, Rory was talking last week about giving people an insight into our, you know, behind the scenes workings and our WhatsApp and how we plan and stuff. And, you know, even though our social media and all our podcasts, it's all been going out and everything looks good, we actually have been a little bit just worried because we knew this week was coming and this is the week that we had planned to put out, uh, I suppose I'm giving it away now, but planned to put out a podcast that our guest is Mark Kennedy of the Candy and Rainbow <laughs> podcast. So, um, it's a bit awkward, it's a bit awkward, it, really, it was isn't it? awkward and, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, obviously there was the court stuff going on, there was the legal stuff going on and, and you know, they were prevent. They were actually going to try and prevent us from releasing this podcast because they knew they had that as a bit of of leverage. But <clears throat> um, I suppose I I've been dealing with the the solicitors and stuff just that little bit more than you because I kind of felt responsible. I do feel responsible because it was me who actually <laughs> came up with the idea of doing their sign off. Um, so uh, look, we, we really appreciate that, Luke. You know, I know you made a mistake, um, but myself and Rory are really thankful that you're sort yeah. of holding We're your hand up and, and dealing with it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So look at, yeah. look at an opportunity <laughs> to um, just settle this whole thing came up uh, a couple Great. of days ago. And oh, good. Good, I good. just thought, look, at, I'm going to su- look, I'm just going to take it I'm going to suck it up I you know I don't want this hanging over us for months I want to move on with my life and um, <laughs> so they have agreed to drop all um, uh, pending legal proceedings against us okay. right? and we're right. just going to put the whole thing behind us and mm-hmm. just the one stipulation was that I I have to read out um, 
a statement here that Mark Kennedy has prepared. I have to read that statement out as the intro to his um, to his episode. And uh, he says, look, if I do that, then we're cool and, you know, we'll just move on. So is that okay with you that I read out this, this statement now? Yeah, yeah. Look, it seems fair. Seems fair to me. Yeah, I look, look at it. It'll just, you know, put the whole thing behind us. Yeah, um, I just want to get as far as season two, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be yeah. a shame if we have to leave it now at this stage. You know, it'd be a shame so. if we got the podcast sued out from under us before we get there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there were some big claims made against us. My cameras were going. Luke, your studio was going. And Kendi and Rabo were going to be hosting the Kieran Quinn team nights. Thought that was mental. The yeah. Kendi and Rabo team night. That just doesn't sound right. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Anyway, to it. look at. Uh, anyway, look, to, uh, go, go ahead, yeah, read out yeah. the statement. <clears throat> if it's what we got to do, it's what we got to do, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> I just, no, I have to get my, new, my serious head on now. I'm a new, my newsreader voice now to get this out. Um, 10 years of speech and drama. Here we go, here we go. <clears throat> We here at In The Lamplight would like to unreservedly apologise for knowingly and intentionally using the intellectual property of Messrs. Mark Kennedy and Ray McAndrew, professionally known as Kendi and Raybo, in a blatant attempt to further the growth of our own second-rate podcast by piggybacking on their countywide success. <laughs> in particular, we would like to apologise to Mark Kennedy for luring him into a false sense of security by inviting him onto our podcast and leading him to believe that we were his friends, only to then stab him in the back by stealing his original material. <laughs> Namely, the podcast sign-off, quote, fair play to me, fair play to me, good luck, good luck, Unquote. <laughs> That's some serious intellectual property it, it, there, it in is, fairness. It is. Uh, yeah. That is very intellectual, intellectual <clears throat> property. <laughs> Although coming across as quite confident and cocky, Mark is really quite humble and insecure and was extremely hurt by our betrayal. We regret causing Mark this undue pain. Mark is among the top 100 musicians in the Greater Sligo area and is also among the top 200 bass players in the same locality. He is a member of Hot Fuss, a popular wedding and party band who regularly compete with other groups to claim the title of Ireland's premier number one wedding band, a title that has eluded them thus far. Mark is in training to become a professional comedian and is also an accomplished actor after only one year in the industry, with a widely acclaimed role in Sean Purcell's musical The Boy from the Far Side of the Moon, which unfortunately never made it to stage due to the onset of COVID-19. That was unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate. In his downtime, Mark enjoys long walks on the beach and streaming himself playing video games to his six followers on Twitch. (laughs) We here at In The Lamplight pledge to adhere to the court rulings and to refrain from any further infringement on the intellectual property of Candy and Rabo. We have also made a substantial donation to a charity which offers support and counselling to unwanted bass players. (laughs) So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Kennedy. Mark Kennedy, you are very welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's great. It's great to be here. Good, good, good. Can I say something? Uh, you, you have great friends, Mark. 
Do I? You have great friends. <laughs> they were uh, some of them. They were they were they were not shy about telling me stories about you when I when I rang them in preparation oh, for this podcast. No. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. don't curse on this. But by the way, first of all, <laughs> yeah. there could be a bit of cursing coming out now if I hear about this. Did you actually ring people to see what the crack was with me or not? You have great friends. Oh my! Cr- you have you have great friends. <laughs> right. Okay. Go on. <laughs> first first thing I'm going to put to you. Apparently, your whole music career started with a lie. <laughs> You've done research, boys. I have oh, to say. Really, yeah, I is that is that correct? Guy. That's kind of true. If I think I know what you're on about, then yeah, that, I, that I, is kind of true. I spoke to a man um, who who rang you uh, to be in your very first band. Yeah, that's a man true. called Darek, <laughs> and uh, he, he rang you and he said, uh, "Mark, do you play bass?" And I said, "Yeah." And did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's the crack with that, right? All I wanted to do was be in a band when I was a teenager, like so. We used to do all these Battle of the Band stuff and all that and we were kind of useless me singing out a key playing bag guitar but not that's still the same but mm. back then he rang me to say I need a bass player and I heard that you play bass and I was so excited by the prospects of being in a band that I was like first of all right off the bat I was like yeah and then afterwards I was like sure bass is going to be handy like this is easy and I didn't tell him that for like four or five years afterwards I was like, come here, Jack. I never played bass, by the way. But oh, like, he, like, he told me he copped it after about two weeks. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> he was saying, Ginger Man is unreading the bass. He wasn't lying anyway. But but no. Isn't that how you uh, become a bass player in a band, though? It, right? Yes, it is. That's so true. That's though. far more common than you, than I, you I, would I, ever think. I, I think about 70%. I'm so sorry to bass players out there, by the way. <laughs> but I think about 70% of bass players started off as guitar players yeah. and, and were kind of like not great at it. Like So they said, ah, I, might, <laughs> I might play bass instead, maybe. We've now lost every. Every bass player listening yeah, yeah. to the podcast. But I won you. I won you, lad. Stop lying to yourselves. For God's sake. That's Tina Weymouth, though. Talking Heads, Tina Weymouth. Like, she was a, a guitarist, and they said, Look, we need a bass player. Do you want to? And she yeah. she came up with some absolutely yeah. amazing bass lines. Bass lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same with that. Um, oh, what's that? Carol Kay. You know Carol Kay, the bass player? She yeah. played on everything in the 60s. Like, yeah. And her story was that she was a guitar player and a jazz guitar player. And she was playing strip clubs and stuff, playing jazz guitar. And back then, if you moved from jazz to playing pop, that you were like shunned and stuff, you know. So she started playing, uh, like she played the guitar riff on La Bamba and stuff like that, you know. And then uh, on a session, they said, we need a bass player. And she said, sure, I'll just play bass as well. Like, And she has played bass on thousands and thousands of pop hits, like from the it's 60s. All you, right it's all ahead of you. I don't think it is really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the way down. I'm already on the downturn in my career. What, like. was, uh, what was the name of the band? The name of the band was Lick My Stereo. Excellent. And I don't know and where that came from. I don't know. You know. Our guitar player, Keeve, he came up with us and we were like, that sounds stupid enough to be our name. Like, I don't know what it is, what it means. It's not. People think it's sexual innuendo and it's actually not like, because we were too innocent to even have sexual innuendo yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know what it is. Right. Okay. But like, but you were in that band for a good few years. Yeah, we. Yeah. so I joined that when I was 17 and Derek was, I think, like 19. And we had never, me and Derek had never met each other before, even though we were both from Castlery. And, um, but since then, like, he's going to be the best man at my wedding. Like, so I think it's great that boys started the band at 17, like, and st- that's what music does really, I think, for in terms of friendship. But we played that for about five or six years. And like, it was kind of, like we loved this and we traveled all over Ireland doing it like but we were always fighting a losing battle I think like we kind of started in the middle of the recession a little bit and uh, like 
we were kept going on pretty much just doing 21st rounders comment. Like that was really what kept us going. I think if you were it's 21 good, around the market. time. Yeah, but we did all of them. Like everyone <laughs> that turned 21, we done them. But so we ended up like, we were traveling all over Ireland and kind of doing it, but just staying afloat. We were like caught in a price bracket that we couldn't get out of. Like there'd be pubs that would be like, oh yeah, the boys are coming down there. They're 300. And we'd be like, well, we're not 300 anymore. We're this now because we're on the road two years. And they're like, no, you're not. You're, this is what okay, you're getting, kind okay, of thing. Okay. And we were always fighting against something all all the way along, which didn't matter to us as kids. We were whatever sure. twenty. Yeah. But like there was times when, like there was one time right at Christmas, <laughs> we were coming back from gig in Mullingar, and uh, we crashed our van because the weather was ferocious bad. Like, and um, I remember I was asleep like in the back of it, you know, and we apparently just were taking a turn into Keeve's house. And the van just went down a hill and it just rolled into a wall. And I didn't even realize we had crashed. Like I would like walk up. <laughs> this is what I woke up to. I yeah. was sitting in the back like, and I woke up. <laughs> Mark's rubbing his eyes <laughs> for like, anyone, yeah. anyone listening. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on? I was rubbing my eyes and I looked, I looked out the door and Derek was lying on the flat of his back in the middle of the road because he had got out of the van and slipped straight onto his arse. Like. <laughs> so you can imagine me getting up going like, well, lads, are we home or what's going on? Like, yeah. And I look out to the side and one of the boys is lying on the road. I was like, what the f- is going on here? But that set us back so much because like, that was more money put on us again. Sure, like, and sure. We were always you, you fighting did, that You didn't tell the end of that story, Mark. Why? What was it? The end of that, the boy, uh, the lads who I was speaking to. Did he tell the same story? <laughs> I heard this story. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of this. Like oh, the lads no. I was speaking to say something different. Mark was, uh, oh, no. Well, what did he say? Well, then? firstly, they said you were always asleep. <laughs> you were That's always true. asleep in the I van. I slept a lot in the back yeah, of the van. Even that. when you were playing the gig, standing there asleep. Oh, so you could fall asleep playing the bass easy. No, One five. But you, you got up, you had a look, uh, and you went straight back into oh, the van no. and fell asleep again. That's... That is <laughs> apparently true, right? But here's the thing. I was so deep in asleep that uh, I still hadn't registered fully what was going on. So <laughs> while Brian, the drummer, was lying under the van trying to see could we get it out, and I was like, I'm of no use to anyone here. So I sat back in and apparently fell asleep again, but I don't even remember that. <laughs> That's how groggy I was. I was like, what the hell is going on? Apparently I fell back asleep there again. You go. Yeah. There you Jesus go. Christ. Now for you. This is dangerous, man, because they've obviously told you all this stuff already. Well, just one or two bits now. <laughs> I, think, I, I don't think there's anything else to be worried about. I think I've okay, told go them all about it. So, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> no, come here. What I wanted to ask you next was, I suppose, I guess you're, you're an entertainer. You're funny. You're crack. You're, you're a great musician too. So, like, at the start, were you always like this? Or was there a time when you joined this band where you were just happy to sort of stand in the back playing bass? Or were you always out front uh, cracking jokes? Or, or how, how did that work? It's, ca- it's kind of hard to... Thanks very much, by the way, first of all. Like, but it's, um, it's kind of hard to judge when it happened. But like, people used to always tell me growing up that like, I was my mom's son, you know, because she's kind of wild as well and as no bother. And then my dad is super quiet. And all of the rest of my brothers and sisters are all super quiet. Like, but for somehow you can't shut me up. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. And like, even when we started that, like my stereo thing, like me and Derek were both kind of fronting it together. And even though he started as the front guy, I think he kind of knew, I think we better just stick Hendy out there for a bit of crack. Like, yeah. because yeah. it, just, whatever, they thought it added to something. And in terms of me being a musician, um, like I never really say I'm a musician. I always say entertainer because like, uh, I have no... I know in my head I'm far from the best musician in the world like but so this is something nice to fall back on is that at least if you go and see me play that you might have a bit of crack at us like I have a lot of respect for musicians like you guys who are just you're so locked into what music is 
And that was never really me. Like the rest of my family were like that. Like my brother is a phenomenal guitar player and my other brother is an amazing singer and drummer. And dad, like dad is the reason we all did it. Like, cause that he came up playing music and still does, you know, I was kind of a little bit the runt of it. Like, so I was maybe in my head, I thought if I'm not as good as this, then maybe I just need to drive the crack out of it more so than anything else. And I think when you're in my business of playing in pubs and weddings and stuff, there's certain value to that, that I don't, think anyone's, I don't think anyone's really watching you going, your man's unbelievable musician or whatever. They're going, I had great crack at that yeah. thing last night. There's immense value in it. I, like there's, there's every bit as much talent in being able to knock out crack like that as there is in, you know, playing, playing music. Do you, do you feel ever awkward when you're like shy talking at a gig? <laughs> or do you, do you ever kind of feel, oh my God, I can't believe it. Or, or do you just not care what you say? No, I, I don't think I've ever felt awkward saying anything ever. And I, that's why you're good at it though. Because I, I will try and, and generate some crack at gigs and some nights I'll get it going. But yeah. that's, I don't think that's on me. I think it's on having a just crowd being that's lucky and, and a crowd that's receptive to it or people that I know but sometimes I, I try and generate some crack and it's just like oh, Jesus Christ I just want the ground to swallow me up yeah but that, that that happens to me too like it's not like every show you go you know you say the Joe show like you don't just go to a Kendi show and it's going to be unbelievable all the time it's like but I have no awkwardness in terms of trying to drive the crack in and if I'm trying and it doesn't work, then I just know it's one of those nights where it just doesn't work. But I, I would never feel awkward on stage cracking jokes. Now, maybe that's to your detriment sometimes. Cause but were you I, always like that? Or was, do you remember a time starting out? No, no you were always like that. I think that. I was probably... That was just natural. I can't remember ever not being like that. You like, don't remember like learning that or trying to no, improve it. It was just... Honestly, just I, don't, I actually don't. And I don't know how... I, I don't think... I think to a certain extent, you probably can't learn that yeah. trick of the trade. Like, yeah. I think people are just... Just have that. Like... As good as I am at it, like Tabby Callahan, who I played with every Sunday before this crack kicked off, he just has it. Like he will say anything to anyone and doesn't care if he gets a reaction or not. I'm going to try and say this, like, and he's he is the he is the entertainer. Like yeah. he's unbelievable at it, and he's a great player too. You know, when you play on a Sunday or when you played on a Sunday in the Lilies, and if you were standing there and Tabby was there, you just knew you were in for a <laughs> night. Yeah, like don't get too close to the stage because they're guaranteed to rip the piss out of you at some stage. <laughs> like, you know? and the thing about that, Rory, is is that. For the most part, a lot of people wouldn't be listening to what we're even saying. It'd be ye in the corner going, the boys are going to say something here. <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah, better yeah. be listening. Like, yeah, everyone else is getting enough. a pint and ah, uh, whatever. But you, know? you, you keep Tabby in check, though. Like, <laughs> when, when you're not there, Tabby gets away with, like, yeah. I was going to say that so, as well. So much more. Yeah. You, you, you keep him, like, well, uh, he, in line. Yeah, he'd probably say the same thing, maybe. Like, but uh, we're kind of well able for each other, I think, me and Tabby, a yeah, little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah. We, n- neither of us can get away with any bullshit. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we both call each other out. Great, you know? great, yeah. You need a you need a partner in that type of stuff Absolutely sometimes. Like it's it can get lonely, I'd say, if if it's yeah. just you and your own trying to drive it all the time. Yeah, well I do a lot of I do a lot of the one man show thing yeah. as well. Like and um I mean it it doesn't really get lonely, but I mean it's obviously I way prefer playing with a full band, sure. you know. Yeah. Um the one man thing is grand and I think probably for the foreseeable future that might be the only avenue. So thank God I can do it. Mm-hmm. But I'd way we did a charity gig a couple of months ago where or even like a month and a half ago where it was the first time we had played since March as the roast band from Lilies and we did two songs at us and the energy we were just like this is unbelievable and I had been doing one man gigs since and it just once we hit boom 
I was like, this is what it should be like. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all we're all craving a bit of that at the oh moment. Man, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark, um, we're going to do a few pieces of music yeah. uh, on the show and we might do one um, from back back in the Lick My Stereo days. Yeah. Uh, what, what have you got in mind? Well, the, in the Lick My Stereo days, like we... We kind of grew up listening to that Kerrang era stuff and it was all, we were playing Sum 41 and Blink-102 and stuff. So I thought that probably wouldn't work here. But when we did acoustic gigs, for some reason, we always started off with the Ballad of John and Yoko. And I haven't played it since those days. So in prep for this, I asked the boys to send me on an old Lick My Stereo set and it was on the top of it. And I was like, Jesus, we, I literally haven't touched that song since. So I thought, what better place? Great song. Bring it yeah, in. No, yeah, it is yeah. a great song, yeah, honest yeah. to God. Grand, we'll get set up and we'll uh, we'll 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 do this. Do Let's this hit tune. it, mate. You're gonna play acoustic on this, Mark, yeah? I will. And we'll we'll have Luke on the bass inside. Yep. And uh I plug in, Lukey. You plug in. Oh. Very good. There we go. I see if I can remember the back and vocals that I learned <laughs> a half an hour ago. <laughs> am I working there, yeah? Uh, yes. I think I am, yeah. It's good to me. Yeah, 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 yep. you're working. Woo! All right. We just go for it, yeah? Yeah, we yeah. Just you and Luke it. starting in together, I think. I'll set the tempo, Luke. You follow my lead by. Do you hear me? Where you go? You're with the big boys now. Uh-huh. <laughs> One, two, three, four. We're standing in the docks at Southampton. We're trying to get to Holly and to France. Many the Mac says you gotta go back. They didn't even give us a chance. Christ, you know it ain't easy. You know how hard it can be. With the way things are going, they're gonna crucify me. Well, we finally made the plane into Paris. We'll honeymoon and die by the sea. Peter Brown called to say. In Spain, Christ, you know it ain't easy You know how hard it can be With the way things are going They're gonna crucify me We drove from Paris to the Amsterdam Hilton We're talking in our beds for a week Newspaper said, what you doing in bed? I said, we only trying to get us some peace Christ, you know it ain't easy you know how it can be With the way things are going They're gonna crucify me Well, I was saving all your money for a rainy day And giving all your clothes to charity Well, last night, though, I said Poor boy, when you're dead You don't take nothing with you but your soul We made the lightning trip right down to Vienna Eating chocolate cake in her back The newspaper said She's got to his head They look just like two gurus in drag Christ, you know it ain't easy You know how hot it can be With the way things are going They're gonna crucify me Well, we caught the early train back to London There's 50 echoes tied in a sack well, the man from the press said, we wish you success It's good to have the both of your back crossed, you know it is easy You know how hard it can be With the way things are going They're gonna crucify me 
that's beautiful. There yeah. we go. Oh, uh, great fun. We're off, lads. We're back. <laughs> the music is back. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Happy days. Oh, that's lovely. great fun tune. Oh, that's There's great. something lovely about just going kind of just round and round. Well, I just, mean, isn't it funny? Like, those three-chord tricks, like, I mean, that's what pop music was in yeah. the 60s. Like, that's how it worked. And, I mean, it was a formula that kind of worked. So, But when you, know? you get that cooking, like, with a good rhythm section, with a drummer that can kind of swing it a little bit and, and, and a Do bit... Do you know any drummers uh, like that, no? No, not, not <laughs> a single <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, Lord. but even the the crack about it, like um, you know, the story of them traveling around Europe yeah. and the 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 bed protests in Amsterdam, yeah. like it's yeah. all history, you know. It's, it's yeah, it's it is. Big. And I mean, they were like uh, in that in those days, like the it couple that everyone yeah. talked about, like yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as you said, the bed protests and all that, like that was obviously huge news back then. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, it's like Brad and Angelina nowadays or something. Yeah. Can you yeah. hit him? <laughs> <laughs> Can you hit him? Boy. Yeah. Good stuff, Mark. So come here, you mentioned it earlier, your dad and your brothers. That's that's where the music came from in your family, was it? Your, yeah. your, your dad was a musician himself, a full-time musician or just, I know I know he played with T.R. Dallas for a while, is that right? Yeah, he played, he played bands. with, yeah, he played with T.R. He played with um, like the Treetops, he played with the guy Sonny Ward. Um, like he was an electrician for a while, but like for the most part, he was just a musician all the time. And even when we were kids, like, like that's all we wanted to do. The brothers in the family anyway. We have one sister and, uh, as Mamet says, she went and got a, a real job. She nice. went to college and all that kind of thing. But like we were always just set to be musicians, me and my two brothers. And like that all came from dad. And like growing up, what I what we would have had to listen to, whether it was what we wanted to or not, was he was in the country in the show band scene. And that was just that was it. Like that's where it hit. And what did he play? He played he played bass with Tior and he played guitar with, with everybody else. There's actually a video on YouTube like that he'd never say anything to anyone, like, you know. I remember one time me and Derek were sitting down and watching the Snoo World Snooker Championship, you know, in the Crucible, like. Yeah. And he never says anything, Dad, like, he's super quiet. And he just said, I played there many a time. We're like, what? In the cru- <laughs> we play snooker? Yeah. What's going on? Like, he said, no, they used to do gigs there. And my brother, Raymond, found a YouTube video of him playing in Wembley Arena with TR playing bass, like, you know. Wembley? Uh, yeah. The Wembley? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? He was like, oh, yeah, should we used to go and do that? I was like, what? And uh, the video is still the video is on YouTube. It's called Fourteen Carat Mind TR. And there Dad's in the back playing the bass behind them. Like wow. so, Wembley Stadium. Oh, and yeah. was this like a, a full capacity crowd in Wembley Stadium? I mean, or? I don't know how Wembley Arena works and Wembley Stadium. Like, but it, like, it wasn't sorry, it wasn't Wembley Stadium. It was like that Wembley Arena thing oh, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's that indoor. I don't know how many it holds. Like, still Wembley, a couple of thousand. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah. but they were huge back then. Yeah, like, they yeah. were. Like in the Irish communities, they were superstars back then. Like, so you're after us talking about it. You're saying that your dad was a guitarist who also ended up playing bass. Who knew? <laughs> I know. He and he was the same way. He started off playing guitar. Tior needed the bass for. He said, "This is handy." <laughs> do this, but he went back to playing guitar, and he still does that today. Like he does a one-man show thing with the backing tracks, and like he still plays guitar. You know, but that's like he's the only. Like there was always this thing in the family of between mom and dad, like who was going to get us, like to where they wanted us to go, like. But <laughs> the three lads, we were always veering towards that music thing. And right now, it's kind of all we know, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's the. Tra- I'm I'm glad we went down that track right. too, you know. Right. That's so, mad. So so that I I I sensed earlier when I put the very first question to you about when Derek asked you to be in a band and you yeah. were just delighted with yeah. this. You know, so this has obviously been something that you'd, you were building up to in your life and you were yeah. just mad to get in a band. Like, and this is where it came from. Yeah, this is where it came from. Like when dad used to tip off to gigs like at night, we used to go into his room and 
like put on his suits like and pretend <laughs> that we were playing like that's all we literally wanted as kids like yeah. and um, I mean I know like back then it kind of it probably wasn't easy on them because so my mom worked with the HSE right and still does so <clears throat> they used to tell stories of dad would be gigging in Wexford or somewhere mental like and there was no motorways back then you know so he'd leave in the evening or yeah in the afternoon do the gig and then come back at about six or seven in the morning, then Mam would go to work in the HSE and he would mind us while they went to work, did all the school stuff. Mam would get home then about four or five and then dad would head back out on the road again. Like wow. And that was the that was the route that they were on all the time. Like, I'd say he you know? was asleep in the van a lot too. <laughs> I'd say that's where I got it from, <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. But we used to go to his gigs like it, there was a place outside Boyle called the Four Ps, like and yeah, yeah. like I think little did we know back then, all we cared about was Lucas Ed, bacon fries, bacon and, fries. and the pool table. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. while the boys were in playing the country music inside yeah. in the front lounge, you know yeah. what I mean? But like we we used to do that nearly every weekend if he had a gig close by, you know. And we just grew up with it. Was had. there ever any chat of a family band before you? Was there? Was <laughs> that ever happened? We probably kill each other. Probably. Yeah, yeah. We did it once. Like when my brother Joey got married, we we got up on stage together and did a song, and that was the first time that we had ever the four of us been on stage together. I think you know who, play, who played bass. Uh, I played bass. Did you? Dad sang. He said, "I leave it to you, lads. You do all the instrumental stuff." Joey played guitar. My brother Raymond played drums because that's what he always did. And even during the lockdown, you know, everyone was doing the videos and you all did, that. I was just about to say, you did a fantastic video. Yeah. All, all of you together. Yeah, we During do, the lockdown. We did it for Father's Day. We, we, I, I went home to Cass when you were allowed to go across border, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we did a song called Blue Ridge Mountain Girl, like, yeah. that Dad used to always sing when we were kids and, uh, you know, so we recorded this and, uh, you know you've met it, lads, when Ocean FM are ringing you. How are you going? Can you throw out that song to us there? I was like, Dad, we met it. We're done. Forget there about it all. So, and it was on Midwest and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Irish TV, that, yeah. you know that? Yeah. Brilliant. So they Brilliant. took it. I think it was just a story behind it. Three sons and a father playing a bit of music well, together. That's unusual, you know? in fairness. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and in four different parts of the country. So my brother Raymond is down in Killarney. Joey's in Galway. I'm here. Dad's in Castlery. So it was just great to pull it all together. Lovely. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it is so, lovely. Yeah. Um, you were in college for a while though, is that right as well? So you, like, you, I tried. you, you tried a few other <laughs> avenues, despite this music being in you. you said, I bet, uh, your mother got at you, obviously, oh, and geez. said, I mean, you better she, try college. If she could get at me again, no, she would, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah, probably yeah. said, I told you, I told yeah. you that music thing wouldn't last. No, yeah. yeah, I mean, I tried, like, I ended up uh, going to Limerick, uh, UL, like, when I was 17. And that's when Tarek Rangwin said, we're going to start a band. So I used to come home at the weekends and we'd gig and then back down to Limerick again, then to go to college supposed to be going to college like for the most part but uh, I left that after two years and um, I had been living at home for six months doing work experience right teaching in school in Cassery and when I decided after that work experience that I wasn't going to go back again I I couldn't face staying at home any longer right and during that period my brother Joey said to me I do a gig on Wednesdays up in Sligo and I, I had never even been in Sligo really fully you know what I mean he was like just come up and have a bit of crack, you can meet a few of the boys or whatever. And I went up. And you have to realise, I live in Casarino where like a Wednesday night like is boys farting at the bar and drinking <laughs> pints of guinea. Like that's what it was. Like. So I, I got up here, the White Gorillas were playing Fiddler's Creek on a Wednesday night. I met Ray McAndrew that night and the boys were playing rock and roll and blues and I was like, what the f*** is this? Because there was two extremes. You went to Limerick and you, you drank Bookfast and vodka and wine and went out to a nightclub and got out of it and forgot the night, right? You go back to Castle then, like I said, there's boys farting at the bar. I knew your uncle. How's things, lovey? That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found Sligo, this in-between where you could go and see a rock band on a Wednesday. And I said to my friend, Derek, listen, we're off for the summer now. I, I don't know if I can go back to college or whatever. 
let's move to Sligo for three months, right? That was, I think, nine years ago. Like, I haven't, I haven't left it since. Like, that was it. I was just like, this is the place where I need to be. That was like, a fateful you know? night for you. Absolutely. And you met Ray and everything. Yeah, and like I used to, I go to Fiddler's Creek to see the White Gorillas every Wednesday since that. Barring a few here or there, like where I might be doing something myself. I'm like, I'm in there every night to watch the same band every single time because I, I think Sligo is unbelievable for that kind of thing. Mm. You can tip out any night and see the best music you might ever hear. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's all over. I just completely fell in love with the place. Like, Brilliant. I Brilliant. thought I was going to be here for three months, but you yeah, haven't got yeah, rid of it yeah. yet, boys. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned Ray, and we'll we'll get to the uh, get, we'll get to the podcast that the two of yeah. you uh, produce uh, in a little while, maybe. But there's a famous story about uh, a training session that Ray conducted with the band. Oh, shit. <laughs> is, is that right? Did Ray tell you this? <laughs> Holy shit! I, I, no, he didn't actually. He didn't. But 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 go on anyway. Yeah. Okay. So the band, the Ray, sort of stripped you down and told you everything you were doing wrong. Yeah. And, like, is that right? In hindsight, like if which, anyone knows... Sorry, which band is this? This is Lick My Stereo. Right, yeah. right, right. right? Yeah, yeah. So me and Derek moved to Sligo. We're still doing the Lick My Stereo thing. Arson Round doing gigs. Ray gets his gigs in Fiddlers and the Garvog and all those places. And um, we were at this like crossroads where we were like, lads, are we shy? Or are we really good? Are we in the middle? What, what are we doing here? Right? So... If you know Ray, you know that this means nothing to him, right? But if he asked me to do this again, I'd say, Ray, will you go away, right? But at the time we were young and we didn't mind doing this, Ray brought us into a room and he pretty much said, um, Kendi, you're shite at bass, by the way, and you're not playing. <laughs> no, this is true, man. He said, Kendi, listen, you're shite yeah. at bass and you're not playing it right at all. And this is what you need to be doing. And I reckon in an hour, Ray McAndrew taught me how to play bass properly. Like, because like I said, Derek asked me, I heard you play bass. Yeah, no bother, I do. Of course I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm about two years into it now and still not learning the intricacies of sitting with a bass. Like, you know, Ray obviously had noticed this. And if you know Ray, he won't let that stuff go. No, yeah. he no, way. no way. He sees a microphone that's not right yeah. or something that's just sat, he has to fix it. I was doing a gig in Lily's, right, a couple of weeks ago. And I know by the way he approaches me, he's going to tell me something that I don't want to hear, you know. So he came up to me afterwards and he said, great gig, Mark. I said, yeah. Do we, yeah. You were too loud now, straight away afterwards. <laughs> I, was, I knew you were going to say this. But I, he, so that, that day he, we sat into the old rumble rehearsals that Charlie used to have out in his house or whatever. And for, I think for two days, he just grinded us like, and that, I think those two days are the days when I learned how to play bass, like. But don't tell Ray that, please. <laughs> no, <laughs> surely we won't. Don't what, worry. The podcast is definitely the right place to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody will hear this. Let's <laughs> What did he, you know, like, did he just go into, like, what you should be playing or what you shouldn't be playing or te- technical stuff? Like, what? Te- it was all technical stuff because I didn't realise back that I was a cocky 19, 20-year-old kid who thought, I'm unbelievable. Don't be telling me anything. Like, still kind of am. But I'm just not 19 anymore. But he, he showed, like... I'd be trying to play riffs that guitars were playing in the middle of a song. You know what I mean? And he was like, what are you doing? The bass sits right on top of a kick drum. I didn't know a bass sits right on top of a kick drum all the time. Like, And he said, you can play the simplest line. It'll sound way better yeah. than that shit you were trying to do, you know? And once I learned that, you, I heard songs different and I heard bass different as well, Amazing. you know? And how did how did the the rest of the band find those couple of days with Ray? Uh, stressful enough, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. because Ray be getting he be getting mad notions too. I think he wants to get another singer in. I think Derek got a hump by. I right. don't think he liked that. Right, right. I think Ray was like, "We're going to have to get a singer in, Jaxie." And uh, I think Derek had a fair hump about that. now. okay, okay, okay. So you can tell. I hope Derek's listening and he yeah, hears yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> but Very I mean, that, they didn't mind either. I mean, I I think it stood to us, and we we ended up playing for a couple of years more. I think all the better for us. And I think. 
since we've all moved into different musical projects, that has definitely stood to us. Okay, okay. That just someone to say, lads, will you stop shiting around? Yeah. Playing music as it should be played, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you came to Sligo and like, you're a busy musician here now. What, like, you're, you know, well, you were. Yeah, I was. <laughs> before this, before this crack happened, but um, like you're gigging five, six, seven nights a week. You know, you've, yeah. you're in a wedding band, you do your one band thing, you do the lads in Lilies. Yeah. How do you find that, or is is that the dream, or, or are you happy doing that, or, yeah. or is it tiring, or is it is it, it great? Or to be honest, it's not really tiring. Like people, you know, like the gigs up and down the country with the wedding band, like they're not stressful. Like, but I mean, they're they're time consuming, and they're also like financially consuming because you think I'm going down here and getting X amount. This is going to be great, and then you have fifty G's in the car, and you got a snack box on the way home, and you got a Snickers bar and two bottles of Lucasade. Yeah. All of a sudden, the money's going down. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like if I could leave anything, I would probably that that I don't miss as much the whole kind of having to be all around. But you, they were probably the most financially gainable gigs because weddings is where the gigs are now, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the stuff I did in Sligo, I kind of built my week then around uh, what residence what residencies can I get Monday to Thursday to then be able to just go on the weekend and do the wedding band thing. And like I ended up playing Jesus. Like, I was a bit of a whore, like, yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah, had yeah. to play with a lot. I did one-man show on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. I, I did Lilies with the Boys on a Sunday whenever I could, and McGarrigal's before that. And uh, then Friday, Saturday, I did the wedding band thing. And, I mean... Wednesday, you're into Fiddlers to look when, at the lads. Wednesday was my day off, right, yeah. all the time, for years there. And in, drinking every single Wednesday night, like, it was, I don't know, maybe it was rock and roll, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'd be playing in Fiddlers the two nights previous to that too, like, um, especially during the summer when... When the Americans would be around, like I do the the two hour Irish stuff, like the ballads. Oh, here you go, Seamus, fair play to your bite, like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing, you know. Oh, yeah. So, but it, I mean, I was pretty busy before this godforsaken COVID. And you will be again. You will be. Fingers again. crossed, you will be again. Jesus. There are um, there are musicians out there, like who have that kind of a gigging schedule, and I don't I don't really understand these people, like. It, it jades on them and they get I hear them saying I go down and do this fucking gig and they actually hate it Yeah, they just hate that they don't enjoy gigging and it is a pure job to them and they could be seven nights a week gigging I'd love to be gigging seven nights a week I it's very rare I, I feel like I don't want to go out the door and play tonight Yeah, where do you where do you fall on that like are you always kind of happy to go out and play do, uh, you, do you enjoy it still even though you, you've done it so much you know yeah to be honest like I, I think I mean, it's very easy for us to say, it's not as easy as you think it is because it's not. Like, But we're incredibly lucky to be tipping out and playing music for our two hours in the evening. I know there's journeys you have to do and all that. Like, it, it's, I, I wouldn't be too stressed out now about doing it or giving out about it too much. There are obviously gigs you go to that you're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to be here doing this. But the people that you're on about, Luke, that end up um, kind of going, oh, I don't want to be doing this, that then shows on the stage with them, right? Yeah. And then they have a bad gig where the crowd aren't interacting with them and they're not interacting with the crowd because they had come in with that, you know, perception of what the gig is going to be. And that then snowballs on and on. And it, every time they go out then, they go, sure, the crowd are never into us. Oh, I hate doing this. And that keeps going and going and going. And that's when someone ends up hating gigging. Mm, and yeah. the one thing you have to be... People get really vexed about punters coming up to them and... Uh, Will you play this song? Will you do this? Mary down below wants to sing all this kind of stuff. I actually welcome that stuff because uh, you don't want to be that fella who's like, sorry, I'm not a jukebox here. Do you mind? Some people are so quick to say that. They want to say that. It's like, mm. I, the, your man came up to me yesterday. I'd say to him, I'm not a jukebox man. I'm not playing Wagon Wheel. Like, I'll do it. Like, because I'm not there to 
please myself when I'm in there. And they're engaging with you. Yeah, if absolutely. If someone's coming up to you asking you for something, they, yeah, you're, I, they're paying you attention. Always welcome it. Or what I always say is, if you want a song, come up and ask me for it. I'll, I'll do one of two things. I'll either play it for you or I'll apologise that I don't know it. Uh, so don't just come up and ask for anything. But that's I've even seen you go a step further in a sense where it's like, right, guys, if you want to hear a tune, come on up and uh, request it. Um, and someone comes up and requests a song, you don't know it. Yeah. And then you go, sure, look, I've never played this before. Um, <laughs> but sure, we'll give it a crack. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see you get on. I, I chant some songs for Cause, sure. Because even if you make an arse of it. Yeah. There's crack in that. Well, that's a great. That's something great to sit on is to be able to go. I'm just letting you know I don't know this song because they're immediately on your side then. And yeah. if you get it right, they're like, "Oh, your yeah, man's yeah, unbelievable! Yeah. You yeah, want to yeah. see your man last night?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you get it wrong, they go, they they laugh, and I'll end up going, "I told you I didn't know it. Yeah, Waste yeah, yeah, time." Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're in. Either way, they're in. You got to break that wall. That's that's what you're always trying to do. Brilliant. You know. And Brilliant. Kenny, can I just ask you just a, a very quick question as well that I've always wanted to ask? You. I think this is a better time, best time now. <gasps> do you ever sing? No, it's not. It's not serious. <laughs> Do you ever sing a song without adding in your own lyrics <laughs> <laughs> that, that are that are like comical lyrics? Like uh, there are some songs that just lend itself uh, very well. Because her hair to was it. black and her teeth were too. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't think I, I think it's been a couple of years since I've actually sang "Goldberg Girl" with the right lyrics. Like uh, you know, Here, there's something new all the time. Here's another question you might know the answer to: Has Tabby ever sung? Uh, Let's stick together without saying they called me Tavio, but my first name is Trevor. Do you think he's ever actually sang it without saying that? No, and probably because I don't think he knows the actual lyric (laughs) that it's supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) It's so stuck into his head now, he thinks that is the lyric, like, you know. Brilliant. He's going to kill me. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mark, yeah, I mean, you you spoke about putting, uh, putting. Lyrics into songs. Yeah, uh, you also go a step further and you you write your own <laughs> songs with sort of humorous lyrics. Is that right? Yeah, kind of. Because um, listen, I'm not going to write any of that Dermot Kendi stuff that will make all the young ones go, "Oh, your man's unreally so dreamy." Like it's not in me. So I might as well just write songs that are a bit of crack. Yeah. So uh, I wrote a song called "Odes to an Instagram Young One." Right. Great. Right. Yes. Karen, I do a lot of research now on Instagram, looking at young ones. For, man, Mark. for research purposes, yes, of course. Yes, yeah. yes, I understand. And yeah. they're a very interesting characters. And okay. I think they've all got a lot of the same traits, uh, which usually is um, a misdirection of a post where they say, wait, and you see how beautiful Ben Bulbin is behind me. It's so gorgeous. And really it's them with their arse cheeks hanging out, kind of <laughs> going, oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, wait, hang on. Bear with me now. I'm going to rip the headphones out. No worries. So, listen, I'm probably calling them out, uh, but I mean, fellas are just as bad, but I wrote a song pretty much based on what an Instagram young one does every day of her life. And uh, Well, I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> you, you, you haven't heard it yet, no, which I've is the two this, boys no. have heard it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. so Luke's going to play with me. Will we get set up, will we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we were doing a little bit of rehearsing just before the podcast, and we were going to do this, and, and we said, actually, no, let's just let's just let Kieran react to this in uh, in real time. He hasn't heard it yet. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I got plugged in. Oh, I'm in. I'm plugged in. Sorry. I think we, I think I we put on record as well, Kieran. You are the master of the segue. <laughs> you are you the smoothest segues for to get from uh, chat. Into I reckon songs. he's he's always just looking for one thing you say, and then he's zoned out after <laughs> yeah, that. Cause he's yeah. going. I've, I've zoned in on it. I know what I'm going to next. Just speaking of, and in, in we go. <laughs> <laughs> you write your own. 
you, you set me up for that one nicely, Rory, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, this is all to an Instagram young one. What does a young one do every day and how it revolves around her Instagram page? And she knows boys are watching too. She ain't no fool. Oh, she knows well. She knows well. So anyway, I haven't sang this song in a long, long, long time. I don't know if I get it right, but... Why not chance it anyway? I'm going to try and read the lyrics after like Jesus' iPad. Get on your side, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the song, never played it before. Here we go. On to an Instagram, young one. Yep. She wakes up in the morning And brushes her hair And bangs on the powder and the shadow and the glitter a layer after layer And then she whips out her phone It's the way she starts every day And on her story, in all her glory I just woke up this way She says hashtag new hair Don't care, lovey all I see is your underwear And I don't usually post this way You said the same thing yesterday I love my new fitness gear the photo is taken from the rear she just can't wait for life fest and all she's wearing is a vest well the weather is good outside the door so she heads for the bay and Instagram is her only man on a day just like today no filter needed for the scenery it's already got the loss well, I guess I'd know what it looked like But her arse is blocking the shot She says hashtag new hair Don't care Lovey, all I see is your underwear And I don't usually post this way You said the same thing yesterday I love my new fitness gear The photos taken from the rear She just can't wait for life vest And all she's wearing is a vest it's just four weeks till I beat that and hashtag roll on holiday. The fellas are waiting by the phones like the hawk that stalks the prey. It's been the months since they've seen a bikini shot and it's given them the blues. So she horses out a throwback from last year's booze cruise. She says hashtag new hair. Don't care, lovey, all I see is your underwear And I don't usually post this way You said the same thing yesterday She said, I'd hashtag free the nipple And lad, stop zooming Well, that tickles She just can't wait for life fest And don't she's wearing is a vest Sad verse coming up, lads Oh, keep the tears in, Kendi, try your best Well, she lands back in the evening, wondering what to post next But surely to God, they're sick of me now My followers, they must be vexed You know what, I leave it now The day was way too long I reflect it, I got one more in me I'll do yoga in a thong <laughs> She says hashtag new hair Don't care, lovey, all I see is your underwear and I don't usually post this way You said the same thing yesterday She says hashtag free the nipple Lads stop zooming Well that tickles She just can't wait for life fest And all she's wearing is a vest 
There we go, a little bit of yeah. watch on Instagram, young one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry to all the young ones out there. I'll stop zooming in on you. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Oh. Good stuff. And uh, uh, the country, your dad's country influence coming out there. A as little well bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. You got to keep it to one and five, lads. Keep it yeah. simple. Keep them dancing. They can dance to the simple stuff, lads. Mark, I, I was. Uh, I found out something about you. Lovely. More. More, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of fashion and you know oh, the, the, the clothes you're after talking about in this yeah. uh, in this song, yeah, uh, you're a fan of of how Brezzy dresses. Is that right? What? How the hell does that make sense? <laughs> no, I don't know where he's going with this either. <laughs> Who said this? Or what is this? Nah, this is in print. This what? is there on the internet for all to see. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> Did I say that to somebody before? It's yeah. Uh, you, you had um. You had a pink tank top. Oh, Jesus Christ. I did actually have you a pink tank top. <laughs> <laughs> did you post it on Instagram? Oh, sh- did I? Did oh, you? my. I don't know. No, actually. no, no. This is. No, th- this you're is... calling me out now for saying, don't you be giving out about the young ones. You're just as bad. That pink tank top as well was a luminous pink, man. It was bright pink. I thought that was cool to wear. This is from Sligo Champion 2013. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mark, Mark Kennedy, musician from, from Sligo, or from Roscommon, now living in Sligo. Uh, your top tips on fashion. Oh my <laughs> shit, man! How the? <laughs> oh, I can't picture it now. It's on How? Google. It's on Google. Oh, did we'll, you seriously we'll we'll find that? We'll get a picture of that up on the Facebook page. Yeah. Did you find yeah. that, or did someone tell you to find it? No, I found it myself. No way! Yeah, Don't, yeah. No one Google that. I'm gonna have to wipe that out. <laughs> yeah. no, it's going on the Facebook it's page, on the Instagram, on Twitter. Brezzy, you're a big fan of how Brezzy dresses. Oh my god! So I now remember what you're on about. I got stopped in the street for the Psycho Champion. Here, tell us how you dress and all that stuff. Why did I say Brezzy? It doesn't even make any sense. Like, you said it. Why would I say Brezzy? It doesn't you even tell make any me. Sense. You tell me. That makes no sense. Like, I don't even know how Brezzy dresses. Like, I must have been fair caught. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think Brezzy wears a bright pink tank top anyway. I don't. Well, I don't know. Oh my god! How do you find that? She is. You're some researchers. You knew exactly what he was talking about. You were just going to hope there now that, that you he could, didn't know. That, well, you could bluff your way out. Of this. I just don't remember that. I had a clue. I was on. like, it was in the back of my head. I was like, what the? F-? And, and all Makes sense now. We were younger men back then. Indeed, Mark, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so come here to podcast. Yeah. This is in fairness, like ye lads blazing the trail for us here in Sligo. Uh, Maybe, for the yeah. last for the, for the last few years. Yourself and Ray, the Kendi and Raybo podcast. That's right, yeah. Tell us how to start. So I always wanted to do podcasts, like even years ago, before kind of before podcast was as big as it is now, you know. Um like I would have I always listened to the Ricky Gervais podcast, which people always say was like the first mainstream podcast to hit anything. And I had always said it to Ray that we should do one. And Ray always said, yeah, no bother, Kendi. Shut up. I won't be doing one. And then he got chatting to a friend of his drunk one night, Brian McDermott, who said, Ray, sorry, Ray had just gone viral with a video about cats riding. Okay, doesn't make any sense, but it does make sense. Yeah. He videoed his cats courting in the back of his house, like, and the video went viral. So Brian McDermott says to him, Ray, you got to get a podcast now and get on this while it's blazing. So Ray said, Ken, you remember that podcast you were on about? Let's do it. So we recorded the first episode that day, released it the next day. And that was 87 episodes ago. So Amazing. I mean, we love we love doing this. We find this fake all to be talking about now while COVID is going on. But we're still, the whole premise of the podcast is two boys chatting the utmost a shite. Like, you know, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be whatever. It just, it is what it is. And we kind of like people to think that, because most people listen to while they're driving and stuff, we like them to think that we're sitting in the back of the car having this conversation while they're driving. You know, that's kind of what the feel of it is supposed to be. It's not segmented. It's not, it's edited, but 
like not really edited that yeah, well. We yeah. don't have sections where it goes this, this, and this. We just talk for usually around an hour, cut it down to forty-five minutes, and for some reason people listen. I don't know why it makes no sense, but people like that shy talk thing, man. You know? Yeah. Well, you're entertaining as well. You know, you got to give yourself that. It's the same well, thing as 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 bringing the crowd with you in the pub. You know, you're bringing the crowd with you on the podcast. Yeah. Well, maybe I think people reckon like a lot of people reckon they kind of know us then when you know like people quote us. We people quote us with stuff that I haven't a clue we've ever said, like Brezzy. I, think, I like Brezzy's <laughs> style, and you're like, when? When's I? You don't know if you said it to them in the pub or you. It turns out you said it on the podcast. You know what I mean? People are re- really listening, which is unbelievable for us. Like I think we have a pretty solid listenership of a couple of hundreds that listen to it the day it comes out. Like, and yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Like, yeah. why would yeah. you be listening to us talk? Yeah. But if people are into it, we keep doing it. Like, it doesn't yeah. bother us. Yeah. Ray is a brilliant storyteller. Yeah. Like he is, he yeah, really is. Good. I don't usually bring that much to us. He'll spend his week thinking of little bits, and then he just waits for me to react to them. That's kind of the you know dynamic. What, though? You could put out a podcast with nothing but Ray McAndrew laughing for an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and I would listen to it. Yeah, he has the best laugh. Yeah, you're some bellow on him, doesn't when, he? Man? When he's laughing, I want to laugh. I don't yeah. care what it's he's laughing at. I just you want to see him when he laughs on it as well because his little face goes all red and stuff. <laughs> <but beautiful. laughs> I think think what you said there though like you know you're talking about people you want them to kind of feel like you're sitting in the back of their car just chatting Mm -hmm. but so often I find myself listening to your podcast when I'm driving back from what used to be gigs Mm -hmm. or or IP and and just you know I could be cleaning up the studio here or whatever something and it's like having company it's like having two mates there chatting shite with you while you're doing it and there's nothing too formal about it and it's just it's great company and I, it's just entertaining well that's great I mean it's uh, thank god it does that I think the informality of it really stands to people who are just tipping around doing a few bits you know like we don't come on kind of blazing like it is a radio show too much like we're just chatting that's it that's what it is like and it led it led us together didn't it that's right <laughs> it was it was it was right here in this studio that I first heard your podcast actually is yeah, it? Luke, yeah. Luke said I've got something I've got something to play for you <laughs> but before we get to that story I suppose it's linked in a way um and you've said this to me a few times, you, so, you sometimes play a character on the podcast. So right, sometimes yeah. you're yourself and mm-hmm. other times you're, you're sort of a, a caricature of yourself. Is, yeah. that, is that how you look at it? A little bit like because uh, it's, sorry, first of all, it's really good to s- sit on the back of a character because then you can say whatever you want. That's yeah. why I've, I've, I'm really, I really want to create a character for the podcast because you can get away with saying anything to them because you didn't say it, the character did. Uh like, I don't know if you ever watch Celebrity Juice or there's a guy called Keith Lemon who isn't Keith Lemon. He's a character. And he says whatever he wants and no one can say anything to him. He's not real. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'd yeah. love to get a character. But we, I do delve in and out of that. Like, Ray would probably think I'm a wee bit miserable in my views, like, of maybe youth culture and all that kind of thing. Like, I'm kind of old school in a way. Like that song, like, when Ray says something, I'm like, ah, go in, shite, man. That is, you're talking wallop right now, you know? And he loves him in that mood. Yeah, he yeah, absolutely yeah. loves yeah, him in that yeah, mood. Yeah. But that's not really me, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm playing to that because I know that it makes him laugh uh, always. And he plays to it as well because he knows if he can get me vexed that I'll go into that mode. Uh, that he just loves that shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it was that mode that, that, that you were in. It was that mode that it, I was in, you see, when because... Luke, when Luke played that, that track for me, yeah. And I knew that that's what Ray wanted. Can we play that audio track? Yeah, we'll, we'll slip that in. We'll let people have <laughs> yeah, it. We'll listen to that, I think. Give us yeah. some context for what we're talking about. So if you are within the top 100 musicians or singers in, in Sligo, the Sligo area, in the Sligo area, you've done you a have night. done a Kieran Quinn team night. Absolutely. Next thing, Ray, uh, ask me how I done a Kieran Quinn team night. 
Have you done a Kieran Quinn team night? No, I haven't. I don't know what it is. Whether it's that he's like, the looks will be distracted and it's more about the music, not quite the show. Maybe he's like, I'm not really in it for the entertainment. I'm in it more like for the music. And he thinks that maybe my show is so entertaining that I devalue the actual music. Or maybe, <laughs> just maybe, and this is a very, very minute chance that this is true. Maybe Kendi so far up his own chassis that he personally believes he is within the top 100 musicians in Sligo and it turns out he's actually nowhere near whatsoever. Or it could be just that he just doesn't know you. No, if you're trying to get me to beg him for you have another feckin' thing coming. I know you're not going to. I didn't. I, I beg I, no man for no gig, man. Look, I don't think there's anything personal in it. I'd say he just hasn't heard of you maybe yet. Well, that, I mean, that's even more insulting. Maybe we'll ask him onto the podcast and maybe we can ask him All right, well, let's get to the bottom of this. Why are Kendi not doing the gigs? Everyone up there, all the Luke Devanis and the Stephen Colmans, and yeah. oh, they're, all, they're all mediocre, like. <laughs> like, you tell me, man, Luke Devaney, nothing special about him, like. So that, what you just heard is, like, that's obviously not real, and I hope people don't think that that's what I'm like. But Ray loves when I get vexed. So I got to get vexed. That's the, I mean, I knew that that's what he wanted from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know and, what I mean? And even me listening to it, I knew, I knew that it wasn't... Real either. Thank God. You know, but, but but I I immediately I immediately thought, right, there has to be something done with this. <laughs> yeah, you know that was it. that was the initial thought, and uh, I got on to Ray. I was probably driving home from the studio and and gave Ray a shout and said, Ray, I just heard the podcast. And he goes, Oh yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> says, Am I in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> I said, Not a bit, man. Not a bit. It's great stuff. But we're going to do something. Yeah. And this was this was September, um, I guess September, eighteen. Anyway, 19? 19. No. September 19. September 19. September 19. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then the following, the ne- I said the next team night, we'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to do something to Mark. So, right. uh, yeah. so the following team night was February this year, February 20. And I knew it was it was going to be the Bee Gees and disco. Yeah. So I say to Ray, has he got, does he do any disco numbers? Yes. He, says, he says he does, he does. <laughs> now I've heard since you don't really no, do I don't. it at all. No, this is again, it's like telling your man I play bass. I, like, yeah. <laughs> the, I know you're going to say we ended up doing September. I just want to let people know that I... Uh, I used to arse around with that song on Sunday nights when someone asked for us. Again, I never learnt it, ever. That's my defence. Yeah, yeah. Well, and look, I was out of it as in well. In fairness to you. Um, <laughs> so, so just, yeah, I mean, we, we, myself and Ray were conniving for a while and I said, look, we'll get you tickets. So Mark, at least Mark's in the crowd. Yeah. And then, I still didn't know what we were going to do. I said, just get in there at least. Yeah. So we got tickets and... I was, got vexed at the tickets now as well. I heard, there was, I heard a bit about that too, yeah. The, uh, I was at the that night, show. The, the night that you did that live show on Anderson's that yeah. um, that you got vexed at the tickets, <laughs> it was off the back of, um, you know, remember you had that thing where people could text in and, and ask questions and stuff and then it would come, oh, it came up, up on the, on the, the big yeah. screen. Yeah. And uh, one of the questions that came when it was, how does Kendi feel about not being in the top 100 musicians in Sligo? <laughs> and then, then Ray went into the whole tickets thing after that. It was actually me who texted that up that night. Was I, it? Yeah, but uh, it wasn't black. I just thought I'm going to try to stir the shit a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know whether Ray was looking for some way to... To, no. to get in with that anyway, or I, I I don't know if he was either. But what what ends up happening was you obviously text that in because you obviously go I love when Kendi gets vexed as well. I do, so, I do enjoy it. So you text that in, and I think Ray said, "Well, Ke- I said, don't be talking to me about Kieran Quinn nights, man. You, you know." And he said, "Well, don't be worrying, Kendi, because I have a surprise for you." And I was like, "All right, okay, you got a surprise." <laughs> he said, uh, "He's going to give you tickets to sit in and watch the next show." And I was like, "Tickets? I don't want to be sitting in and watch. I should be up there doing it, like." Uh, but and I had never even been to a Quinn show, and not bad. But 
I ended up saying to Nicola well let's actually go to this thing if we're getting free tickets that's very nice of them to give us tickets those things are like hot cakes around Sligo <laughs> you know uh, so I, we said we'd go like let's go and see this I had no idea what you had planned at all I hadn't told many people right I really Ray knew and one or two others knew well, uh, word kind of, you see, I was backstage as, yeah. as that was happening and word started to spread slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the excitement backstage oh, was, you could McManus feel it. And yeah. all the whatever suits lads landed in and they landed in and I kind of said, lads, you're not on tonight. No, 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 we just came in to see Kendi getting done. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I met James McManus outside it like, and I was like, oh, you playing tonight? And he was like, no, nah, no. And I was like, what are you doing backstage? And he was like, oh, I'm just in. And I felt like saying to him, don't be back there wrecking people's heads, James. Like, they're trying yeah. to do a show, but obviously he wanted to see what was about to happen, yeah, like, yeah. you know? So, oh, uh, do you so, want to tell people what happened or will I? Well, I'll tell my side, but there's definitely your side to hear yes, as well. Is. So, so <laughs> I could, I you were you, the best seats in the house, in fairness, row G, right in yeah. the middle, so I knew exactly where you were. And uh, we played, actually, we played a little clip from the podcast, probably something similar to what we played earlier here. And I just teed up the crowd nicely for it. And, you know, I was, I was, it was a risk. Like, there was no doubt it was a risk. There's plenty yeah. of things could have gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you might have said, I'm not getting up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might have said, I'm not getting up, or you might have come up and, you know, I was going on Ray's word that you knew this song. Yeah. And you could you could hold your own with no rehearsal, with a, with a full band and a choir and yeah. a horn section and the whole lot. And uh, you know, so we, but but I I, I was I was excited too. In fairness, yeah. <laughs> this is something we planned for four or five months. And uh, in fairness to you, you just you just got up and did it. Well, thank God it went off relatively decent. Barrett the lyrics, like, for you. but I remember sitting there, like, and um, uh, Nicola next to me had her phone out, and she obviously had a camera on because she knew what was coming. Yeah, and I was saying to her, Nick, put your phone away. Like you're at a show. Like this is mortifying. And she was like, All right, will you just relax? Like, and she just put it down here. <laughs> And we kept watching the show and like the penny started dropping when you were like, there's a boy in the crowd. He's annoyed that he's not up. And I was like, oh, what is going to go? And then you played the clip. You played a <laughs> clip, right, on that, on in front of the crowd yeah. where I said, you're Luke Devaney's and you're Stephen Coleman's in the world. So then boys are useless. The two of them were on the stage. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and then you say, well, here's your chance to come up and do something. And I got up and you said, uh, we're going to do September. I know that you know it. And before I could say, I don't, I don't really have my lyrics. I don't know the song at all that much. I was up full of Corona, going, not coronavirus, though, Corona drink, going, geez, what am I doing? This is going yeah. to be a disaster. But uh, first of all, you were brilliant at following whatever the hell I was going to end up doing. And it well, sounded amazing well, on stage. We weren't following anything. Like, it was exactly the structure that we had rehearsed for. Oh, lovely. So, Thank God. You, know, you, were, you, were, you were bang on it. You were bang on it. <laughs> the lyrics like, were all over the place. I look back at the at the recording just in, in the last couple of days. And, you know, you were, you were giving us guides. And you were saying, right, one more verse now, lads. Or yeah, let's yeah. do the chorus again here. One more time. Yeah. But, you know, thankfully, the version we knew and the version you knew were identical. <laughs> the version I guessed was identical. Yeah, but because there's no... <laughs> Change in a choir and a horn section. Yeah, like, that's the They've thing. learned what they learned. And yeah. it's very hard to change that in yeah, midstream. Yeah. yeah, and thank but, God, because, um, like, obviously, if we do that song on a Sunday, like, we'll jam it, and it won't sound like it's supposed to sound, but it'll sound something like that, which is what we do, like, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when I got up there, 
I was then going, oh my Christ, if these people have learned this song to the T, I, I don't do that. Like, this is, I gotta guess this. It just worked out, like, yeah. thank God. It have, a bit of disaster. Uh, I have a video from backstage. I'll see if I can find it and if I can, I'll put it on the Instagram page on the Facebook, but it's, I, I film side stage as all this is happening and standing beside me is James McManus and there's, <laughs> there, there's definitely an element of James that wanted you to fail. One hundred percent. Because... Because you can hear he's, kind of, he's got a few Heinekens in him and you can kind of hear him commentate no he's getting up here now let's see what he can do yeah. so I film him the whole thing and then at the end of it he goes Jesus nothing gets Kennedy does it <laughs> nothing gets him uh, that's brilliant because the one video that actually hasn't been released and I don't know why is is Nicholas Perspective right beside me that's the best one yeah that is actually the best one because you can see it dawn you can see me get mortified you can see me realise I have to go up and then you can see me turn around to her and say Nicola I'm out of it what am I doing here <laughs> yeah, I've seen that video it's very Fucking good hell. so anyway, thank god it worked you have a bit more uh, a bit less corona on you this time oh, and, and a god. bit more preparation yeah, we're going to we're going to close the show with, with, with a version of September yeah and uh, lads this is an unbelievable show by the way so fair play to you uh, it's un- it, it, what a pleasure it is to be and I'm obviously the first name that was on your list I presume like, absolutely first absolutely. one we called lovely but you've done episodes you recorded episodes without me though before this all practices yeah, just, they were just rehearsal recordings they were, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. now I get it we wanted okay. to be ready you see <laughs> when we had candy and we didn't want to be dicking about you're dead, and be... you have it after a tea lads yeah, you're yeah. very yeah. professional <laughs> around this place <laughs> alright so this is uh, with a few less people involved as well I guess just the three of us yeah and Rory on the camera um, earth wind and fire yup be good to go everybody let's do it
September body up never was a cloudy day Well now December Found the love that we shared in September Only blue talking love remember The true love we shared a day yeah. Hey, hey, body up Say that you remember Body up Dancing in September a cloudy day A body that Say that you remember A body that Dancing in September A body that Never was a cloudy Boys are unbelievable. <laughs> you want to hear us? <laughs> Thanks, lads. I Great that. stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, Mark Kennedy, thank you for coming in. Thanks Karen for Quinn. thanks for being a bit of crack. Fair play thanks to me. Thanks for your music, your singing, and uh, and for inspiring us with your podcast. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. This is great, lads. Best luck with it as well. But remember. There's two big dicks in this town, man. It's Kendi Arable, your podcast. You man, you're going to be fighting to get to it, lads. <laughs> we'll That's see, all we'll I'm saying. We'll see, we'll <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, lads. Good Cheers, luck. Mark. Thanks, Mark. Good, Good luck. luck. Good luck. So that was a special one for ye lads. I know. I mean, uh, I know Mark. I don't know. It's it's maybe a year or so, but but ye know him a long, long time. And it was it was clear from the chat and the crack that uh, you know you're all good buddies. And and so how was how was that for ye having him on the podcast? Mark was one of the ones I was really looking forward to this season, just because I know how much crack he is. I know how positive he is. The kind of positive energy that he brings with him every time he he does anything really. So. Having him on, it was, it was, it was a great one. It was a special one, I think, for me anyway, to have kind of one of my, my mates on it. Like, um, yeah. I hope it wasn't. Like, I mean, I, I think I try, we tried to be kind of professional in a sense. Like, we all have stories and stuff. So I tried to keep it kind of relatively uh, professional. But I uh, know there was definitely bits where it was very obvious. We were talking about stories that had happened or things that we knew about each other from, from outside of the podcast yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it didn't even really feel to me like we were sitting down and recording uh, podcast it just felt like sitting down and having a chat with 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 friends you know uh, Mark's always just good crack to chat to whether it's you know at a gig or whether it's out for a pint or just whatever he's just always good a good fun chat and I knew that the podcast was just going to be a good laugh yeah the thing is lads he's a damn good musician you know he, he spoke about his brothers being better than him and he spoke about you know that that he thinks of himself more as an entertainer than a musician but you know he's he's no slouch he played bass he played guitar he's obviously a, a great vocalist you know there's he, he's probably been a bit harsh on himself He's massively overly harsh on himself, I think, and particularly when you see what he can do as a bass player. Like I, 
I'm always listening to bass and things, and I don't know whether that's just as you know a, a kind of a product of of running the studio here and 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 spending a lot of time trying to sit bass into mixes and 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 you know trying to get bass players who come in to not overplay and things. But I have never uh, stood in front of Mark at a gig. Uh, that he's played bass on and thought, geez, the bass player's overplaying a bit there. He never overplays. Well, that's that's since he met Ray McAndrew and he got schooled. <laughs> Whatever Ray McAndrew did, he sat and he rightly sorted him out because he never overplays. He always plays for the song and he, he he's steady and solid and I never, I actually never hear him make mistakes either. Now, he may feel he makes mistakes, but I have never stood in front of him at a gig and either thought he overplayed or, Jesus, that's some bum note Kendi's after hitting there. It never happens. He's just, he's a really solid in-the-pocket bass player. The other mm. thing I'd say is, like, lamplight top tip. I don't know, maybe we should make something out of that. But this is this <laughs> week's top tip. So we got a new if, slash. <laughs> if you get a chance, go and see Mark do his one-man show yes. in Fiddlers. Whenever they, they open the pubs again, in Fiddlers on a Monday or a Tuesday. Because he does play around in different bands and stuff. But if you go and see him do his one-man show, you'll understand straight away what we're talking about. And he doesn't have the opportunity not to be a good musician or a good singer. Because he has to be so comfortable with his tunes because he's still going to try and crack jokes in the middle of it. He's still going to try and pull people out of the crowd to come up and do a little dance or something. It's it's really energetic and really fun. So that's that's what I reckon the best way to experience what we're talking about is go to see one of his shows on a, on a Monday or Tuesday in Fiddlers if he gets back to doing them after the, after the lockdown. Great show. Yeah. Great shout. Great shout. What we'd all give to go to Fiddlers on a Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, we'll all land <laughs> right in. Now. The three of us will land in and just heckle him all night. Yeah. There we are, lads. Date. In a lamp like Christmas party. <laughs> just heckle Mark Kennedy. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. The problem, though, if you go in and heckle Mark Kennedy, then you're actually, you're just going to get destroyed over the mic. He's a microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah. You're going to get destroyed and you're not able to be going, you're not going to be able to defend yourself because no one else in the pub can hear you. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. All right, lads. Good stuff. Well, um, that was certainly uh, one of our most fun episodes yet. I laughed a lot and uh, I'm just glad glad we sorted that whole legal situation out and we can actually have an episode six, you know. <laughs> I was worried for a while. Um, 100%. So, so, so fair play to Luke. Well, fair play to you, Kieran, as well. Uh, and fair play and, to and me. Fair play to Rory. <laughs> Jeez, that, that, uh, that backfired, lads. That yeah, works yeah. out awful awkward when there's three people, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you could have said fair play to Rory and, you know, it could have worked that I, way. I but. messed it up a bit, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. But look, at yeah. least we all said fair play to each other and that's the important thing. That's, that that's is the important, important thing. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So I'd say there's only one thing left to say here, lads. Don't do it, Luke. And that's good luck.